Shut up and sit down. Have the opportunity to go out there and train with the guys, I highly recommend it because it will make you stronger, it will make you more confident, they'll always look after you and then you can feel good about yourself if you can beat them on a climb or in a sprint. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. All the world is waiting for you and the power you possess in your satin tights. Fighting for your rights and the old red, white, and blue. We're not worried. We're, We're stuck. We're stuck. And now, your magnificent hosts, Matley Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von During. Please enjoy the Dialed Podcast. You're welcome. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I am here with Lance Hepler. It is Dr. Hep in the oh, house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A little Lance romance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt Legrand. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> and... Sitting in for Mr. Evan Price, and I must say she is a whole heck of a lot easier to look at than Mr. Evan. Sorry, Evan. Uh, Kim Catherine, welcome, Catherine. Kim. Hello. Thank you for having me. I just called you Catherine. I don't know why it, I called you people, that. People, it happens all the time. How do you pronounce it's, it? How do you really pronounce it's it? It's Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Everyone is it thinks, German? It is. Okay. Yeah, everyone thinks Kim Catherine. Catherine. That's my first name. It's... I just roll with you it. Just go with it's, it. I accept it. <laughs> I've never tried, actually. I just no. call you Kim because Kim Catherine. Kim yeah. From Germany. From Germany. Yeah. That works. <laughs> okay. Well, Good. she's here to yeah. lend a little bit of uh, female perspective, which we are in desperate need of. Um, so hopefully uh, we don't get smacked down too hard here. <laughs> anyway, let's get started with our backpedal. Lance, how was your week, buddy? My week was terrible. Oh. <laughs> Good because because Lance is always always has his weeks that are fantastic and blah 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 and life is good when you're retired and you're a professional bike rider and uh, yeah, that's right yes. no that's a, the complete opposite <sighs> my my week was fantastic okay it it was wonderful I actually had a really big week I rode over 350 miles which is a whole lot for me it it was about 22 hours oh wow, wow. which is a lot. So, wow. so, like, yeah. so some people keep track of their um, week in hours, and some people keep track of their week in mileage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you? I mean, do you think for cycling it should be hours? I prefer or time? hours. You like time. Hours? Yeah. Yeah. I think triathletes do the hours as well, which I think is probably a better use of metrics. Runners, runners keep track of mileage. mileage. Like, what's yeah. your weekly mileage? Yeah. Is a big, you know, conversation. I can change so much from bike to bike. I mean, if you go out on a mountain yeah. bike ride and yep. you ride your butt off, you can right. get you know twenty miles in over the course of like two and a half, three hours versus like that same amount of time on a road bike, you could put in 50, 60 miles. I kind of think hours is better metric for measuring like how hard, you know, or how much work you're putting in for a week, even running though too, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're running a hundred miles a week, but if you're fast, you're running six minute pace, you know, it's not that much time. Yeah. You're getting more miles and stuff like that, which is great. But you know, the person that's super slow, it's out there putting the same amount of time in. I feel like that's probably a pretty, pretty good fitness increase as well so so i had a big i had a big hour week big hours but i i usually track by miles so i'm different than all of you but whatever (laughs) (laughs) that's not the first time i've been told that but i had a couple really big uh really great rides um it was the fourth of july this week and so there was some other time off with other people and um i actually rode with kim a couple of times we got to ride Mm -hmm. twice together um 
she she uh, she kind of put out a thing to the team that uh, the day after the Fourth of July, she was going to ride up to Crown Point and invited everybody to come, but I was the only one that showed up. Yeah, it was a last minute <laughs> invite for sure. <laughs> and that's again one of those bucket list rides that we've talked about yes. before, uh, just to head out to the gorge and see it in all of its majesty. Uh, no, the Crown views Point's, are just fantastic. Yes. Out Did there. you guys go to Vista House or did you stop at the, the Women's Forum? Uh, uh, we went to the Vista House. So we went we to we... the Vista House and then we're like, hey. Let's keep going. I know. It's such a nice day. Out. Okay. So, Did you guess, so, we went, so we went down to Lateral Falls. Falls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is okay. that where you, is that as far as you can go? So for a lot of people, they don't know, like, but um, we're located close to the Columbia River Gorge, but we had these fires last year. Was it yeah. last year? Yeah. 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 And I know that they probably had some road closures or like, yeah, still closed. Everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. So you went as far as you could. We didn't. We just turned around at Lateral Falls because it's... I mean, there's really not much more to go, yeah. go see. Is there less traffic because... Of the there was, fire there stuff, there was a or? lot of people up there. It seemed like yeah. I thought there was still quite a few people, but yeah, a lot of tourists. You there, know. there is fewer through traffic for sure because yeah. the road shut. Whenever down. I ride from the Vista House down, I always think that I, you know, in my mind, I'm like part of a grand tour, like going down these like windy roads <laughs> yeah. or climbing up these windy roads. It's like there's no one on either side, and you're just like it's absolutely gorgeous. And the pavement, you know, at least last time I did it, it was like buttery yes. smooth, still and you're good, just like yeah. super great like curves. You just you feel like a a cool cyclist when you go down that hill that's a fun ride to do it year is. round i mean yes. you can yeah. drive out to right out to multnomah falls i don't know if you can get to multnomah falls right Not now because i think it shut down yeah. at Brattleville. but when it's open you know right out there and we've done it before where there was a couple feet of snow on the side of the road yes. and it was like you know in the 30s and you know we've gone out there and it's been in the 80s and just absolutely stunning so yeah it's, it's a fun ride this time um from uh vista house down to the falls is the first time i've actually done it where i didn't run into to auto traffic, oh, really? car traffic. Okay. And I tend to descend fast. Yeah. And so <laughs> I kind of went for it because I usually, I can move, I can go faster than the cars can. You can right. take the corners faster than the cars can. And so I, I, um, I think I got on the top 10 list, I think, oh, on wow. that descent down there. You had another ride this week that I want to like ask you about. And, um, it was the gravel ride that you did, and I don't know where it was, but it was somewhere on the Washington side, I think. Also in the gorge, but on also the Washington the okay. side. Yeah, it was outside of Carson, Washington, okay. near Stevenson, Washington. There's um, there's a whole bunch of Forest Service roads out there that nice. are just fantastic gravel. Is the gravel tricky? Is it something, or is it nice? No. And, it's something I can handle. It's like nirvana okay. out there for a guy that's not doesn't like cyclocross <laughs> for people who yes. aren't really for, 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 okay riders, that's like yeah. perfect for me right yeah for a triathlete i could get in the aero bars or something this was one of those rides i was i think i was out there three hours or something yeah. like that and it was only 40 miles because i think it was okay 4500 or 5000 feet of climbing or something like that in 40 miles which is a lot but i had just the goofiest happiest smile on my face the entire time because it was just fantastic out there but we need to right. get a team gravel ride yes. together because that just looked like way too much it, fun it, yeah it, i kind of i yeah. kind of was looking at that one stalking you on strava and i was like oh yeah i want to be a part of that <laughs> maybe know. and i can go with you in the middle of the day after work clears up so, yeah 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 oh yeah it was it was a good day yeah it was a very good day so and then the, the, we did another kind of team ride on, on Saturday. Um, a teammate, Mike Guyvan, has done this ride out to Mount St. Helens okay. um, um, from the Washington side. And he invited as many people that wanted to come. And we actually had seven teammates show up. Wow. So it was great. The beautiful weather was fantastic. 
Um, there were seven of us all on the same kit, all out on the road together. So it was, and it was like 85 miles and 9,000 feet of climbing. Oh my gosh. It was a big day on the bike. It was, it was a big <laughs> How day. How long did yeah. it take you guys? It was about five hours. Five Actually, hours? Kim was on okay. that ride too. Yeah. So, and oh Evan Price was on the ride the as well. Evan the Price. Evan Price <laughs> yes. was on that ride too. He actually carpooled yeah, just, up he with He brought me. his aero helmet and... <laughs> no, he was on his road bike. He was on his road bike. He was on his nine speed. <laughs> we did have a teammate show up on his time trial bike. Alan Plank came oh, yeah. with us okay. and he rode his time trial bike. That boy nice. can make that TT bike move uphill like nobody's business. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. Him and I are similar body types. We're both bigger guys. So we kind of both still got dropped on the climbs. Sure. But he had swapped out his front chain ring for a 55. Which what? is Yes. <laughs> so he had a 55 on his front chain ring. And it's one of the first times on a group ride that I had trouble keeping up with somebody on a descent. Oh, oh, wow. He would just get in his drops and just hammer it. <laughs> it was insane. 50, in that 55, yeah. and he was That does not seem safe. No, well, in the road, like, what? And there were certain places the road was not in that great of condition. Right. So I was kind of taking it easy just because, yeah. like, we're out in the middle of nowhere. But, Alan Plank's fit yeah. right now. He's yeah. doing great. Like, yeah. he's doing a lot of Zwifting and stuff like that, and yeah. I think it's been good for him because yeah. he's, he's crushing it right now. But that ride was... Glorious. It was, glorious. It was <laughs> glorious. You know, what was cool about that, too, you guys all posted up some great pictures. I, it seems like you get up there and you could just take your phone out of your pocket and yeah. turn the camera on and just don't even have to look at the viewfinder. Right. You just start pushing the, you know, take picture, but you're going to get like these epic, epic yeah. pictures. So. so, what's your Instagram account? It's at Dr. Hep. Okay. D-R-H-E-P-P. Your account is like one of my favorites to follow. Thank you. Because it's, I don't know, you take good photos, you know, and uh, it could be because you do epic rides all the time. It's pure luck, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. And then is that the same for Strava? Like if you know your Strava's user... my name, Lance okay. Hepler. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but if you follow those things, you can fully stock Lance like I do. and uh, Live vicariously. I know, right? Like I can be working, and I'll be like, man, look at this ride that I could have done. <laughs> Just gravel, mountains, lakes. Yeah, so I, I had a great bike on the week, or a great bike on the week. Yep, that's it. My head is backwards. <laughs> that's what happens when you hang out with me, Lance. <laughs> oh, all right, Matt, how was your week? Uh, not as quite as glorious as Lance's. <laughs> Uh, I've been swamped with work, so um, it's uh, it's been tough to get the training in. But um, I was saying this earlier, you know, the Tour de France has started, which has really kind of pumped me up. I, yeah. I, I'm excited. And I think it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's encouraging me to train. And that's always a good thing. Uh, I hopped on the um, rollers and threw Zwift on. And I'm trying to kind of just watch the tour. So some easy rides. And did a, I did a workout this morning. And I was saying this earlier, like it's been a while since I've done a workout on Zwift. So uh, you have to, <laughs> in, in Zwift, if you guys are familiar with Zwift, they have these workouts and they're set based on your FTP. And so I had to like take this little slider and just drag it <laughs> down. 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 It was so <laughs> painful. I, was, I mean, so the, the workout wasn't even that painful, but sliding the slider down, right? That that's, was the that's hardest. That's the worst part. It was like, you know, it was like, <laughs> let me take it down 20. And then I was like, yeah, let me take it down another 20. And then I was just like, okay, let's do the How long ago here. was this workout, Matt? So the, so the last time I've really done anything in my quote unquote pain cave 
is probably like November or so, oh, kind wow. of gearing up so for an Ironman. So yeah. it's been a while. It's and, been a while. And this was and just an hour ago that you finished this. Yes, because you're still kind of glistening yes, over there. Yes, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know about this, but I actually don't sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was a time that I've glistened before, but I don't sweat. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe that you do. You? Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I, um, it was, it was horrible. Cause I was doing this workout this morning and I was, um, I was getting like work calls and stuff like that. So I'd get through a set and then get off and then like talk on the phone for like an hour and then get back on. And then oh, my legs just yeah. felt like rubber. Cause you're trying to start back up and try and go hard. And then uh, lo and behold, like another phone call, another hour of talking and then get back <laughs> on the bike. And so it took me like three hours to do a one hour bike ride yeah. this morning. Oh, and then, rough. uh, and then it was, I texted these guys. I'm like, Hey, we're we going at, you know, at noon or whatever. And they're like, yep, yep, yep. I'm like, all right, shower, jump in the shower real quick, <laughs> jump out of the shower. I'm still sweating. I roll over here and drink a hot coffee. So yeah, glistening. I mean, I'm glistening. I'm not sweating, but you look good, Matt. You look Thank good. Thank you. Thanks guys. <laughs> we try. Kim, welcome to your first backpedal. How was your week? I had a great week. Um, had a birthday on Wednesday, oh, the 4th. Happy yeah, birthday. happy birthday. Thank you. Wait, um, your birthday's on the 4th of July? It is. That's, That's interesting. It's, it's not a bad birthday. Yeah. Never had to yeah. go to school. Never had <laughs> to work. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always in a good mood, always out doing fun stuff. So I got up really early and got in like a nice, I think it was about a three-hour ride, and then headed up to Hood River in the Columbia River Gorge and spent the day there, and that was fun. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, the next morning, then Lance and I rode up to the Vista House, and... And I will say, I went pretty hard on that ride and could not drop Kim. Nice. You tried. <laughs> you couldn't do there it. Was. So there did, was. You, did you pick up the pace on the way up to the Vista House? It was on the way back. On the way yeah, back. on the way out, we kind of were just chatting. Yeah, and just took it easy. Yeah. Out there and, and then, but well, on the way... that, that descent, though, you were hammering it. Yeah, I went yeah. for it. Yeah, that one, there was no cars, so I, I kinda, went for and it. And I also kind of <laughs> like that descent because it's, it's a I feel one. like it's a little safer. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of crazy turns and things yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, on the fun. way back, um, there's a there's a segment up the 205 bridge and um, it, we had a bit of a tailwind, which is very odd in the summertime yeah. here mm-hmm. to have a tailwind. That segment, I'm not kidding. If you're riding with me, You'll ride down the bridge, you got a headwind, and you'll turn around five minutes later and ride up it, and you've <laughs> got a headwind, headwind again. again. Yeah. That's just the way Mother Nature is with me <laughs> on that bridge. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a brutal segment because it's you're in the middle of eight lanes of traffic, and so it's really noisy and it's always windy yeah. and it's a protected bike lane in yeah, the middle of eight lanes of traffic. Bike lane. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of a freeway. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool, but it's I don't I mean because there's so many like ruts and things yeah, all yes, the seams junk and yeah. stuff in there, it's not that much fun to ride. But it is kind of neat because you're on top of the Columbia and there's traffic on either side of you. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I do like it better than the I five bridge yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it has, you know, thousands and thousands of people who have attempted it and Kim got the uh, Queen of the Mountain heading up that thing on the way back. Of course. So, yeah. Yeah. It was it was painful, that's for sure. It didn't feel good. <laughs> we, we had a bit of a tailwind, and so I just kind of hammered it, yeah. and Kim did not lose my wheel the whole way. It was, was pretty awesome. I was holding on for dear life on yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun ride there. That Thanks for taking you take along. the QM from? Do you know? I don't even. I don't pay attention. No. Don't pay attention. There's don't just care. too many of them to yeah. pay attention to, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I try not to look too much into those. Just you know, right? Just right. <laughs> That's well, the uh, whole reason I'm training is just for Strava <laughs> segments right now. So, yeah. Then I, I picked up really. a couple on on the Mount St. Helens ride as well, which was a fun. couple. Yeah. No, <laughs> there was only this was an 85 mile ride, 9,000 feet of climbing, so a big long day, 
and it's kind of out there. So there's only six or eight or ten segments out there. I think Kim got the QOM on every single right. segment. When you when you sit you know you say a couple, you're thinking two, and when you get into the dozens, <laughs> yes, it you was know, it was dozens, every yeah. single yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> now that was that was an awesome ride. Um, and I've been just been feeling really burnt out lately and just kind of struggling the last couple of weeks with training and just staying motivated to ride just because I've been staying pretty focused since January and haven't really taken any time off, which is a terrible idea. I haven't yeah. done any cross training or anything. So I was really, really having a hard time. And yeah, doing rides like those, that that's kind of reminded me it's like okay this, this is, is why i ride a bike yeah. and this is why i Those do this will pull you out of a ride yeah. so do you do have do you have like a pretty structured training um when you're kind of i don't know training for the state championships or something like that or i i was following a plan okay and i just i don't know why but after memorial day weekend i was feeling really really good and i won right. it was the one horse road race i won okay. And then that next week, I just I hit a wall and yep. I couldn't hit my numbers, numbers. Yeah. in my my training. And so you follow a, a plan that you just picked up online, or do you yeah. have a coach? Okay. Yeah, I just it was one I bought online. It was okay. like a six week sure. high intensity. Did you did you like it? What do you think? It was good. Yeah. Good program. You're ready to be done with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get no, it. it's. I mean, uh, that's the way to go. I think if you're racing, especially, just yeah, kind of. It's it's nice. You don't have to think about it. It's like okay, this is this what is I'm what doing I'm today, doing. and. Yeah, makes it easy. It. Do you yeah. follow a structured plan, Matt? Not right now. <laughs> Jake, when you're structured training, did you plan. follow a structured yes, plan? Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, I I followed very specific structured plans when I was yeah. in my triathlon days. Right. And I just cannot pull myself to do it anymore. It, it kind of yeah. takes the fun out of training yeah. or riding a little you bit. Can, yeah. yeah. You see, I think you see better yeah. improvements when you're, you know, when you know, like, hit this workout here, have a rest yep. day here, yeah. you know, periodize your training. But yeah. I think. It's so nice to just be like, oh, today I'm, Kim's going up to the right. Vista oh, house. I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the issues. Evan Price came with us right. on the ride, and that's the first time I've ridden with him, which was fantastic. And he had the dilemma. Okay, I'm supposed to do right. You know, this number of hours at this effort, but he was like, forget it. I want to go ride with these guys. This looks like it's going to be a great ride. So he just came and rode with us. Yeah, yeah. and I think his, his program is, you know, he's pretty tight with his coach. And I think he can, you know, there's some things where he can be flexible. And it wasn't that far off of what he needed to no. do, I'm guessing. Because no, I know he's, he's supposed to do 100 to miles. Or 100 miles. Like and yeah. he's supposed to have some 20-minute block segments in there, basically. So... Yeah, we had some climbs that we were some at climbs, least right? You're Which, still gonna have a, a positive training yeah, effect, for it, but we have to remind ourselves we're not getting paid to do this. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a have, hobby. I don't yeah. have a contract, no. and there's nothing telling me that I need to, to, you know, stay to the letter of the law when it comes to a training program. So it's good to have a little bit of um, variety in there. You have to have those days, and we've talked about that before. You know, just take a day where you just go out with your bike. Don't you know? You can turn your garment on, but throw it in your back pocket. Don't, pocket. Yeah, don't right. even look don't at look it. Go take some pictures. Go have take a snack or lunch or something like that there the ride. problem is with with you know you get to the point where you're at my level where you're just like every ride is like go out there <laughs> bring a snack and it's you know just eat yeah. the whole ride and it's not working out well right <laughs> anything else cam no i think i think that's about it well, covered really, my week really glad to have you here with us today and i'm really looking forward to some of your insight as we move forward so that is my little segue into yeah. topic well, number one we never talked about you yeah, Jake. did you there's not much to talk about with me guys skip, you know that skip i went skip. i went for a walk yesterday nice that was my my big you got outside foray. yes i nice. went outside it wasn't much it was flat it was just one of those things where i had to get out of the house it had been Five weeks of just sitting in here staring at the walls and not doing too much other than going to Costco a couple times in my doctor's appointments. So 
um, doctor cleared me to start walking a little bit more. So I, I did that and took some pictures and hung out with the family. Took with the family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. On so. the trails? On the trails. How so are the trails? We just stayed on the flat ones. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you're familiar with uh, where we live here in Camas, Washington, well, there's yeah. the little Lacamas Park area back there, and we entered in off of 3rd Street. So oh, yeah. it's all oh, just yeah. a flat trail. I used to drive over there because I, I think it's beautiful back there. There's yeah. like more waterfalls and stuff. And My God, were there so many people out yesterday. I don't know if you drove down by the lake or whatnot, but the lake was just yep. littered with people out on stuff. So packed. we decided yeah. to go down there thinking that would be a, a better access point to keep it flat and to get away from some of the crowds, which yeah. worked out pretty Did well. Did you take any pictures of um, some of the, like the bridges and water and stuff like that? Yeah, I took some pictures. Got the... The new camera. Oh yeah, snapping oh. some, <laughs> snapping some, some photos. Pics. Camera and geeks all coming for the out. Gram. Yeah. What's for funny the is Matt and I had, had recently both purchased new cameras, and no, neither one of us had talked to each right. other about it. And just by chance, Matt came and he's like, "You got the same camera I did." So yeah. great, great minds, Matt. Great minds. Great minds. So, think alike. Yeah. <laughs> which which is cool too because we can share some lenses and. Oh know. man, we can have a lot of yeah. fun. Well, and then your Instagram account, did we? My Instagram account is Sorry, yes, mtb yeah. underscore jake. Okay. And um, that's dates back way back when <laughs> to mountain biking. Wait, yeah. when I was just pretty much solo mountain biking. So uh, that's why the MTB is there. How about nice. you, Matt? What's your Instagram? Account? Uh, I think it's Matt underscore Legrand. I think is my Instagram account. Cool. Something like that. Kim, do you do the Instagram? You don't play I that do game? Not. I do not. I stay off social media. There you go. Smart girl. <laughs> Smart girl. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Strava, of course. Yeah. I like Strava. <laughs> yeah. so Instagram's not too bad. It's just photos. Yeah. yeah. You might like that. Other than that, um, just admired everybody's photos, living vicariously through you all, yes. and uh, really wishing I could be out there. But I'm definitely building a ride list for 2019. And Excellent. I'm You're just going to go out and crush it. I know. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be so recovered, it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, because I don't sleep anymore, that's been my MO. I still am up every day between like 4 and 5 o'clock so in the morning. But the... you know what? That bodes really well yes. with watching watch the tour. tour. <laughs> you, can watch, you can watch the beginning where all you yes. know all the breaks start, you know, and they're like trying to, they're trying to get like a little break. Away yeah, from yeah, yeah that's so fun if stuff you to guys watch. are ever bored and you want to come watch the tour, 4 a.m. I'm up 4 a.m. Pot of coffee on. You guys come on <laughs> over and we'll uh, we'll hang out. You say so. that jokingly, but I'll be like knocking on your door tomorrow. Like, you said four. Just don't knock. Just come in. Yeah. Don't need to wake up yeah. the, the rugrats. So, but uh, yeah, it was nice to see that little team time trial win. I'm kind of partial to the boys of uh, BMC this morning. So, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Um, but yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah, that, I mean, the team time trial was today, this yeah. morning, and it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah. You got Van Avermaet in yellow, too. So yeah. Yeah. Miles Jorn. Cool. Well, <laughs> I did have a nice little segue, but we'll get back into topic number one, and we're going to talk about all things women's cycling. Oh, um, oh, just yeah. wanted to, to take advantage of this and talk some shop since we've got Kim in here with us today. We are very, very fortunate to have Kim here. And um, let's get started. Anybody have anything that they want to start off with? Uh, Lance, you want to talk to us a little bit about some uh, things, all things women's cycling? You got well, some questions for Kim? I, I want to know if you've got like four sisters that can help, uh, <laughs> can join the team with us. They, they would already be out riding if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately not. Uh, I, I, you know, I, this is a big problem. We have such big men's field and, you know, smaller women's fields. Mm -hmm. How do we... Get what, there. How do we get there? What's the draw? How I don't know. What, what pulled you in to cycling? I'm well, so I'm just so like self motivated and competitive that I I don't care who I'm riding with or who I'm racing against. I just want to go out and how, crush how, it, how did you how did you get into cycling? What brought you into it? So I I think I was 15 or 16 when I got my first road bike, and I had started riding 
just for fitness, just to stay in shape. Cause I was really into softball and did the whole competitive tournament softball thing for that. Um, and then I just got to the point where I was like, wow, I kind of like riding my bike more than softball. So, and then I kind of, I was riding a mountain bike and I remember I was out on a ride and I was climbing up this hill and of course I can just, you know, fly up it now. But at the time I was on like, what a 30 pound mountain bike, you know, big knobby <laughs> tires and I'm, you know, huffing and puffing up this climb and these two guys ride by me and they were just sitting down and they weren't even trying and they were just talking and I'm just like, just, yeah, how is that so much wait, easier? What? <laughs> yeah. And I saw, okay, well they're on road bikes. That's, that's what I need. And this hill will be so much easier and I'll be a lot faster. And so, um, I eventually found a road bike. It was like an old Peugeot, like from the eighties at a garage sale. <laughs> yeah. I paid like $50 for yeah. it, but I, I started riding and I just, I fell in love with it. I just, I loved how fast I could go and just how much further you can go and just the adventure aspect. So that's interesting. There wasn't yeah. like, you didn't have a friend or anyone no. to go ride with. You were doing all this by yourself. Wow. Yeah. I just, that, that's cool. I just, I don't know what it was about it, but I just, yep. Yep. I have a, yeah, um, I, just I coach runners and we had yeah. a girl on our team last year that was like that. She was just like, I just like going and riding my bike and she would just go out for like a hundred mile rides by herself. And so yeah. I was like, that's crazy to be a high school girl and just, I mean, you know, and just oh, go, yeah. just go. Just go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I, I don't even see it. Like we don't have high school boys or girls that go do that. It's, it seems very rare to me. That, yeah. I didn't know anybody, like any friends or anybody my age who rode. It just, yeah. I don't know. Just I kind of had things. the same thing. I mean, granted, I'm not a female, but I mean, and there was, you know, still people that were riding frequently but when i was a kid about your same age i was out riding on the roads on my mountain bike just yeah. because i enjoyed it and yeah. it was fun and, and nobody else wanted to do it like why are you doing that why are you right. why are you going these 15 20 30 mile rides and it, that's just that's dumb and yeah no <laughs> so that's yeah, that's just, very cool yeah. to, so to know that you're it's it's hard though because it's like there's no nothing in particular that like got her started or that we could say okay then we no. need to leverage that and get more women into the sport no because i mean when i was younger too i used to run a lot so i think okay. i've always just been drawn to more of the endurance yeah. type yeah. sports i just i think i'm more built for that yeah. um but yeah and then i just kind of slowly progressed i got a nicer bike and i started mm -hmm. doing more group rides and like centuries and yeah. stuff like that and a lot of the women that i've come across in, in my years of riding um, the way that they were introduced into the sport is because they were, you know, talented athletes, right. but the cycling was never on their radar until they had an injury. And then yeah. a lot of times it was a knee injury. And right. a lot of times part of that rehab process was getting on a bike and then they would go out and they would start riding a bike outside and like, wait a second, this is actually kind of fun. This is yeah. neat. Mm -hmm. And and they were fast too because they're athletes. Right. And then that just basically transitioned into them becoming a lifelong cyclist and started getting into things like racing and whatnot. So, but you don't have a story like that. So I just, yeah, it just kind of happened organically. Um, you know, I think maybe it's not like just women's versus guys, but I just think getting into cycling is, is hard, right? Because you've got this big investment with like a bike potentially yeah and then it's and that's not even you know that's the start of it right so then you've got the ability to go ride and then you realize oh my ass hurts because <laughs> you don't have the right shorts or whatever it is and well then you, you know, need shoes and pedals. Right. right it's just like yeah. it's just it's a huge undertaking yeah. to get into the sport so and that kind of dovetails nice into that video that you oh. just posted <laughs> yeah <laughs> for I triathlon I, I, sorry for a little tangent here but no i posted this video this week and um to youtube and it was like it's at first it's like, okay, well let's try and come up with some stuff where like you could go do a triathlon for cheap. Right. And so I, I roll through it and I'm like, wait a minute, that's a thousand dollars to get the ball to, rolling to with do. It. Yeah, and this to get was, it rolling. this was like, you're, you're biking with your swim jammers on. You're not, I mean like, this is not like you're getting <laughs> right. nice stuff. This was like, 
you're the bare minimum. And I found it was like, I'm going to find a bike on Craigslist for 500 bucks. And it was just like, you're, I mean, you're in for so much money to do triathlon. And at first then I posted it and I'm like, haha, it's cost a lot of money. And then I like start thinking about it and I'm like, this really is getting under my skin. Like this is a horrible thing. Like <laughs> it is really bothering me yeah. that it costs that much. And if you want to be competitive and you want to like take it seriously, I mean, you're talking gobs and yes, gobs of yeah. money. I mean, you're into probably well over $10,000 if you want to have a nice bike, if you want to have, you know, good gear. And I, th- it's, I think there's really cool ways to do it on the cheap. Oh yeah. It's just like, well, part of it too, especially for triathlon, it seems like a lot of the, like the Ironman races, right. like you have to travel. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. And, a, and a race can be 600 bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I, it, and that almost doesn't bug me as much as the fact that like to do a sprint, you're spending a thousand dollars. Like I want people to like try the sport. Yeah. Like I yeah. want people to try biking. I want people to try triathlon, but a thousand bucks to me, that's not realistic. That is not realistic for me to be like, Hey, you should try this sport. You need to drop a thousand dollars first. Right. Like that's not, that's not going to happen. Unlike a 5k where you just need a pair of shoes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and run naked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So getting back on. Sorry. Here. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's my fault. I started it. So, okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of neat to hear though, that you fell into the sport organically. Cause that yeah. honestly, it doesn't happen very often. That's no. A, and especially for a lot of girls, it seems like they have like a boyfriend or like a family member who's also into cycling yeah. and they kind of get into it that way as well. Or they have a friend who races or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the Do you have a lot of girlfriends who look at you and like, why are you riding your bike I, all I the time? I get asked that all the time. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody the other day, because I left work early to go ride because it was beautiful out. And somebody, they go, is that all you do outside of work is ride your bike? I was like, <laughs> oh, kind <laughs> yeah. of. <laughs> the answer is yes. So. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I basically just hang out with other cyclists because they get it and I don't have to yeah. feel yeah. weird right. or guilty right. about it. You know? <laughs> My wife started cycling um, in college, which is a weird time. And, you know, she had finished gymnastics and it was like she had some buddies and they were training for um, like a charity ride. So that might be another avenue for people to be like, hey, I'm training for this charity ride and it's a long, you know, it's a yeah. long ride or whatever. It's a challenging event. You know, and you know that you have this thing that you're training for. And she had, she did like 150 mile bike ride or something crazy. But like that to me seems like an opportunity for people to say, hey, kind of like that 5K you're going to train for or whatever it is, or, or maybe it's a half marathon or something. But like you're, you have an event that you're going to go yeah, to. Yeah, I've heard of people doing that for like the Seattle to Portland ride where yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to go train for this. It's well supported. And I bet the numbers are better, like guy to girl ratio for like a race or an event like Seattle event. to Portland, maybe. Well, that and that brings up a question I've been wondering. Why is it that there are there seem to be a lot more women who do triathlon versus cycling or road yeah, racing? I don't that like is, what's the what's the difference? Because triathlon seems like it's so much more time intensive. Right. There's Actually, three sports you have to train for. I think that's a good question. I feel that's I mean, I feel like I've never really thought about that. Like cycling doesn't have a ton of women in that sport. And but but triathlon has some still not great like the numbers are still yeah. probably like i'm guessing more than cycling but yeah it's, I, pr- I don't know. it's probably still like one in five or oh, something really? when yeah. you well and it depends too like in the u.s the numbers are actually pretty decent but are then they? when you start looking around the world at triathlon it's pretty bad oh, um yeah. but i i still think it seems better than the cycling races that i see and it's, i wonder pretty low the turnout, they're, they're pretty rough them. yeah but i wonder if it's just the history of cycling being almost more like more male dominated because i mean even if you look at it from like the top the right. pros it's 
how much do you really hear about like women's professional right. cycling versus yeah. men's? Like, we're all it's, talking about the tour. Exactly. Right? And there's which also the Giro great. de Rosa. Which, yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, I don't even really follow it that much. Right. I probably should. But. No, I feel like there's, there's some really cool women's cycling yeah. stuff and it doesn't get talked about that much. No, and so. even like cyclocross, you know, watching oh. that, like some women's of the women's races was, was cool. like, they were, yeah, they yeah. were more fun to watch than the men's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, yeah. at our training camp this past year, we yeah. all had a blast watching that. I mean, it was an yeah. awesome, awesome race. So, would you go out as far as to say that um, triathlon maybe seems a little bit more inviting to the novice beginner newcomer, like the community itself, as opposed to, say, road racing, where you have a little bit more of this elitist mentality well, and the, people seem a, a little bit more distant and, and like not as open and, and welcoming? I mean, possibly. But the thing is, though, if you join triathlon it's more of an individual sport though right just an individual time it, trial it is. and whereas cycling you can join a, a team mm-hmm. and you have that group but you have you, people to train do you with, think that team you know? is intimidating though that would be my question is like I mean, when you're brand new yeah. to biking are you gonna feel comfortable going out on a group ride and that's true i don't know and that's kind of what i've wondered about dialed is most of the team rides it's you know i'm usually a lot of the times i'm the only girl and it's a lot of the guys are very strong and fast so it's like if you're a newer cyclist what do you think about riding like doing the girls group stuff you've done a couple of that those things for the dial we've kind of tried and there hasn't been hasn't been great a ton of interest we're still trying to get traction and and not for nothing that's why we're having this conversation right now we really want to try and dig our, our teeth into that to figure out what we can do to get more women out there and not have them feel intimidated because yeah. I mean, there are a lot of strong women out there yeah. that that could very well be great racers maybe they're not the strongest person right now but they have an interest they, i mean they're yeah. race curious and we want to get them out there but it takes work yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's just a matter of getting out on the bike and riding and yeah. training i think you know? the i think the group ride dynamic is what makes it really difficult for women just breaking into the sport because if you it's it's difficult to ride in a group if you've never ridden in a group before it is it is yeah and you know it's intimidating what i'm gonna ride six inches you know next to somebody and a foot behind somebody's rear wheel what if i don't hold my line right what if i touch somebody what if i can't handle my bike right am i gonna crash am i gonna go down so i think the the group ride mentality is is intimidating for women to come to and maybe they feel like some of the rides it's you know a bunch of macho guys Correct, and just gonna right. go out and hammer it the whole time or, or if i get dropped then i'm by myself yeah. anyway Which and you don't want to yeah. you know right you don't want to do a little do. bit scary sometimes yeah. Yeah. well i wonder if if there should be more mellow group like women's group rides, which I think there are some on, there's, at least on the triathlon side, right? Where some you'll in have Portland, I believe. Yeah. As well. yeah. Which I think might be more inviting and in, like no drop kind of rides yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. I think um, generally speaking too, when we do host our group rides, yeah. um, we will make it very well known that it's a non drop ride. And if women are going to, or, or men or anybody for that matter, right. is going to have a hard time keeping up. We're not going to leave you behind and yeah. we're, we're, we'll circle back with you. We will create an A group and a B group and a C group, even right. if necessary. And there will be people to support them and we'll push on through. So, um, if people are interested in coming out riding with us, they know that they have that, that dynamic. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot to learn, which I think is probably scary, but I think it's just going to probably take a little bit of encouraging yeah. maybe because I sometimes think people are like, they're ready to do it. They're ready to try. All they need is that invitation. So I, I've seen like um, Stephanie Rubiklava, we've talked about yeah. her on the podcast before, yeah. but I see her like posting stuff sometimes like I'm going to do a group ride here. And I think that's all people need is like someone that they know that is not going to 
hammer it and yep. someone that will circle back and yep. someone that will help you with you know flats or whatever it is and if they're sending you an invite i think that people are going to jump yeah. on it yeah. so yeah we just need that protagonist that that one person that's going to get out there wink right. wink Kim. Yeah. well <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm, I'm not sure kim's the right person because she's so damn she's strong. strong yeah but i i can adjust my speed though. i mean if we if we had just like maybe like a women's only like beginner ride or something right. just to kind of work on well, pack you, riding skills and things right. like that. I mean, you do once a week or something. Yeah. You, you don't want to do all of your rides that way, but I think well, you I, no, but, but you could yeah. do yeah, something. Once a week yeah. or something would, yeah, would work. Definitely. Okay. To give up a ride a week. And if it's a, a women's only ride, that's fine. I would respect that. But if I well, were healthy, just, I would love to come out just to sit oh, on the yeah, very back and totally. support and help and, and, you know, encourage people and, and talk to them and, and, and give them advice and help them get through the ride. You're in the car, buddy. That's, that's where I'm at right now. So I'll be the Thursday night rides that we've been doing during the summer, the, nice. the ice cream rides, it's it's organized by Robin Putnam, who is she is woman. Gonna, yeah. And and she, she they make it very clear at the beginning. This is not a fast ride. Right. This is a this is a chill ride. You are not supposed to pass me. So if you get past me, I Lance, who is she staring at? She's she staring at me. <laughs> yes, Lance. And I, how, how closely do you pay attention up. to these rules? Lance? I st- well, when I go to that ride, it, at least the last few rides I've gone to, I, I sit in the back and I just chill and I make it a recovery ride and it's okay. all good. And she'll go, okay, there's a one segment that you guys can all race if yeah. you want to do it. And so yeah. but I'm like, we're, we're allowed to pass you on that one segment? She says, yes. So what are the numbers for that? Are they, is it like 50-50? Uh, there's yes. a lot more women. There's a awesome, lot of right? women there. Because... Um, I've done that ride and it's it's a really nice group and I love hanging out with all the different people and yes. just hearing their stories yeah. or whatever it is. And um, I think because she's inviting people yes. and they know it's pretty cool, chill group, like I think you'll see good turnout for that. Yes. So, yeah. But then how do you bridge that gap from just a nice, easy, chill ride to... Well, something harder. I just say it just takes time. You got to yeah. talk to me. You got to find out the ones that are truly interested because there yeah. are some women that will show up to that ride that have zero interest. That's, they have, they yeah. do not want to race. That yeah. ice cream ride is their, their ride they're for fun. the week. Yeah. They're fine with it. And that's great. You know, yeah. as long as they're out on a bike, that makes yeah. me happy. But there are some women in there who are race curious and it's just a matter of saying, hey, would you be interested in coming out with a, a more structured ride? And it's right. non-drop. Come out, join us. You do great. So yeah, it just opens the idea. door and you gain confidence in riding in a group and yeah. riding close to somebody. And yep. yeah, so it's, it's just about opening that door and gaining the experience and yep. you hope that it would move on from yeah. there. So when, when you're talking about you're at work and you're going to go out on your ride and you've got a lot of the women in the office saying, what are you doing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what would you say like their biggest turnoff to cycling is? What is it that, that, uh, you know, your, your, your typical non-cyclist female woman would say, is like, I just don't want to ride because what's that because? Um, I mean, I've heard a variety of reasons. One would be maybe they just don't want to ride on the roads uh-huh. with traffic, which I mean, yeah. understand. Then there's also the time commitment. Yep. It's, it's, you know, it's time intensive yeah. to really be competitive. And then I think there's also a lot of women who just, they don't seem to have that drive, I guess, to yeah. go out and just want to hurt everybody. On the that's bike. true. And then you know, rip, rip their legs off. <laughs> it could be said yeah. about men too. But yeah, no, totally. It's so, it's, you have to, I don't know. I, I think cycling is definitely not for everybody. Sure. It takes a certain person with a certain like mindset to want to go out and hurt yourself yeah. and hurt others, you <laughs> know? So it's, yeah. I think, I think it's. Are there any women that you would say are runners or triathletes that have that, that, that competitive bone within them, but they just don't go out and cycle specifically? And, and is there a way to convert those to come out and, you know, at least give it a shot. Give it well, a try. you know, I earlier 
this spring I raced with a couple women who did some road races who are primarily triathletes and they're just doing it for training, but mm-hmm. their main sport's definitely triathlon. Sure. Do you think triathlon has that like to finish is to win kind of mentality too? It's possible. Where then- it's like, you just have to get there by, you know, there's cutoff times, which is, you know, they're worried about their cutoff times yeah. or whatever it I is. I think, yeah, sometimes finishing is the victory. Yeah. Whereas in, in a road race, it's, if you get dropped from the lead yeah. group or something, it's like, well, okay, <laughs> right. this is, it's, it's a it's good just, point. It's yeah. different. That's they're really different. Good, that's they? a different mentality yeah. for sure. And that's a, that's a very good point. Well, and I mean, I feel like, you know, we shouldn't draw a line and say women would choose this over this and guys should choose this over this. Maybe guys have a little bit more of that competitive streak or whatever, but I do think, you know, a lot of guys are probably the same way where they're just like, Hey, I finished this triathlon and finished this Olympic race or whatever it is, which, and I just think, you know, I, I I hang out with a lot of girls that do triathlon and, um, I do kind of feel like a, a, a section of them, not all of them are kind of like, Hey, you know, this is me versus my time, or this is me trying to finish this distance or whatever it is racing on the bike. I don't necessarily see that as much. It's not as much of a personal thing as much as you're racing other people. And it's, it comes back to if, you know, you have a couple people, it's like, I've been racing in the category five, which is the beginner category, Mm -hmm. which I don't personally think (laughs) I'm a a cat five, but I I train somewhere. Yeah. yeah, And I, I train a lot and you know, you have some beginner women out there and they don't train as much as I do and they, they, they have no chance. Yeah. Right. So it, it can be demoralizing probably Right. just to see, it's like, Oh, I, I could never do that or I could never keep up with you. And yeah. You're like, so it kind of just, training. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah. Probably puts a bit of a damper on their enthusiasm. And then part of it too, I think a lot, maybe a lot of people are more familiar with triathlon. I mean, I everybody think. knows what an Ironman is and it's like yeah. this, thing that they kind of put on a pedestal and it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm training for that bucket list kind of yeah. thing. Whereas road racing, it's just like, you know, I, I think road racing is much more niche. It, it's, it is. It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, we have a big road race and you, you might have two or 300 people, right. you know, across all categories. Right. I mean, that would be big, right? 300 people in a sure. road race would be big across all categories. Yep. You have a, Get triathlon yeah. and you get no, 600 local. or a yeah. thousand or 1200 people that you know come out yeah it just yeah. seems like it's much more of an event for a triathlon i think maybe just more approachable yeah yeah i i don't know i feel like so triathlon numbers are, are turning down like yeah. they're just dwindling across the u.s and um and i do think women in triathlon are, are it's starting to even out a little bit more especially in the u.s which is great but, you know, I, I, I feel like the sport is declining and I feel like other sports like um, kind of those adventure races, like a Spartan race and yeah. things like that are CrossFit. kind of CrossFit. Yeah. I, I feel like that stuff is picking up. And so, you know, people are they're making choices, you know, on what they're going to do on these races or their summer or whatever it is. And I don't know if they're picking triathlon at this point. So right. we'll see. In that same breath, though, about there being a lot of um, people going out and doing triathlons, if you go and look at some of just the uh, the events, the bicycling events, we'll, we'll talk about like STP, like the Seattle to Portland, mm-hmm. put on by the Cascade Bicycle Club. 10,000 people sign up for that yeah. ride. And yeah, like right. some of it will do it in two days. Some of it will do it in one day. I think it's like 30% do it in one day. But still, there, there's a big cross-section of women who are out there oh, that yeah. are doing mm-hmm. that. And that's no like that, that's no joke. I mean, that's that's a tough ride. Even if you're doing it in two days to do back-to-back centuries, oh, yeah. still, that, that's a big commitment big to, to yeah. train for and get ready for. So you've got plenty of women out there. And then, I mean, I've gone out and supported uh, local events here like the Pedal Pedal Century. I believe they had a little over 3,000 people out there. And I was supporting the event and helping people out and just kind of supporting support. 
And it was, again, I'd say it wasn't quite 50-50, but I mean, there was a, a very large contingency of women in that, but those I, women are just yeah. out there for a fun ride and not necessarily to race. So Right. I wonder if we were to, like if Dialed were to say like, okay, you know, we're going to get a women's group together to train for STP or some other event or whatever, and then hopefully kind of take that group and be like, all right, we're going to parlay them into racing too. Like you're already on the bike for, you know, 200 miles in two days guess what you're, if you if you hop in a race you're gonna do pretty well right so yeah i feel like that would be a nice smooth transition and stp um, is a little bit of you know crack that little starter yeah, pack sure <laughs> i mean and honestly same thing for guys right like yeah. if you're like hey we've got a group of people you know new riders and they're training to uh they're trained to finish this event and then you take them and you're like by the way you're in good shape come race you know they might they might hop in well right. and, and guys we or have girls, the so. you know the weekly races at portland international yeah. raceway it's on a closed course it's super safe it's the perfect place to go out and I give should, racing a I try go out there and, race. and it's super super yeah. fun yeah and they've also got the novice clinics yeah. where you can actually you're going to go out there and race but there's people right. out there with you kind of get you know teaching the ropes showing you the ropes of how a race unfolds and you can go out there and do a few of those until you feel comfortable then you can jump into the like the true bona fide race yeah so it's kind of fun stuff so um with cycling we've talked about this before there's a little bit of a stigma at least on the men's side where you get this elitist attitude and people can be a little off-putting and they can be a little difficult sometimes and they take yeah. a little too seriously um you know we're, we're trying to change that over the course of time i think us as as a team we've we've kind of had a positive effect on that um would you say that that the women's side carries the same stigma or, or some of the women in there? I've, I've heard that some of the higher category women can be a little catty and it's a little frustrating to race with. Um, yeah, I've, I've come across that a little bit, but I mean, overall, my experience has been pretty positive. Everyone's been pretty welcoming and pretty encouraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't seen too many, too much of the elitist attitude. Um, to me, it always seemed like that was more kind of on the men's side. Not to say that women don't yeah. do that either, because they do. Well, you know, each category and each group of people yeah. are going to have their own kind of like culture and yeah. dynamics or whatever True. it is. So, um, yeah, is the group that you guys race against is pretty nice? or Yeah, and like, again, our fields are so much smaller, and, you know, you're pretty much racing against the same people right. each weekend. Do you feel so like you get, you get to know everybody? Everyone knows and everyone, and they're kind of working together a little bit? Or? For the most part, yeah. Again, I mean, there was, you know, I can think of one person in particular who... We wasn't as much yeah. of a team player right. you know and breakaways and things like that but it's overall it's it's one person out of yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone else i've raced with so it's okay yeah what's your favorite discipline you race a little bit of cross yeah. you race a little bit of road do you dabble with the mountain bike at all i have um Anymore? i haven't been on my mountain bike in i don't know two years or something yeah. i mean your, it's fun but what's your favorite road road is my favorite road's your favorite yeah. what what would you say the biggest draws to the road for you I don't know. I just, I love it. I, I get, I guess like a runner's high from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get that from anything else. Um, I love the accessibility of it. I'm lazy, so <laughs> I can just hop out my front door and go ride. Yeah. And so women, if you're listening, mm-hmm. she's hitting on stuff that that's pretty concurrent with, I think just about all of us. I mean, we, we all love riding on the road. We all love riding our bike in general and it's just something you got to give a chance to. And Kim, this was your first season of road racing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct? it was. You, tore it up you did a really good job yes, and i think last uh, fall was her first yeah, cross right. season yeah. as well and right. so it's kind of fun to watch somebody that's just been riding recreationally to come into the sport and actually just like 
for lack of a better term, you pretty much kind of dominated, even though the fields were a little bit smaller. Yeah. You were racing with some pretty strong women out there, yeah. and you're going to move up, and you're going to race in some bigger fields, and hopefully if we're doing our jobs right, we're going to help push some more women yeah. in there. Well, riding with, riding, training with guys has definitely helped. Yeah. yeah. Training with faster people in general, I should say. <laughs> yeah, faster yeah, people it, in general, it, for it, sure. It makes a difference. Yeah, and it, what's so cool about riding with you is when I ride with you, I don't think, like, male female no, you're just no. another teammate yeah. she's yes. in there yeah. and she hangs with us and there there's a term that um that i've heard for eons now about getting chicked <laughs> if oh, when, you know like too. like on a racer segment or yeah. like a, a section and and you know you get dropped by a woman and, and kim has done that to her fair share of men and i always it always makes me uh, smile yeah. <laughs> i love seeing that when kim goes blown by the guys and i'm like yes <laughs> i know yeah I've, I've never like I mean, we spent a weekend down in Palm Springs for training camp. I was the only girl, and I never once felt like right, yeah. like it was any yeah. different. Yeah. It's just like, we're one of the team. It's we're yeah. all the same. Yeah, so. just another one of the teammates yeah. out there. The um, first triathlon that I ever did, um, I I I I swam pretty good, and I I biked fairly well. I wasn't that great of a runner, and halfway through the five k run, some overweight grandma went. Screaming past right. me, so I got grandma'd, not just chick. It's even worse. Grandma, and yeah. it was very, very motivating for me. <laughs> I had like I remember some like uh, one of the first triathlons. I wasn't, I didn't grow up biking or anything like that. But like I remember a, a large lady passing me on the bike and just thinking like how is she what? putting yeah and yeah. I, was like, I was like i'm like i've been running my whole life my legs should be pretty strong like how is this lady putting like just absolutely pulling away from me and she was not she was not small um of course i i didn't hop into the draft i should, maybe i should have broken the, i should have broken the rules and done the. but yeah i just remember thinking like i guess i need to train on this bike thing yeah Kim, I'm going to ask you one more question. I don't know if you guys have more. If there was one thing that you could change about racing and, and, um, and with respect to women, what would that one thing be? I know that might be putting you on the hot seat here, but is there anything that kind of like just rubs you raw or something that you would love to change or something positive that you'd like to see brought to the sport? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I, the biggest, just bigger fields, to be honest, just yeah, more yeah, people. Nice. Teammates would be awesome. Yes. People, yeah. I get so jealous when I hear about, you know, the guys, they're talking about strategy and tactics that they're going to use for this yeah. race. And I get a little envious of that, yeah. but yeah, just more people to race with more people to ride with in general. We got awesome. it. We got to do this women. If you're listening, yeah. come out, out and ride, come out and ride, yeah. go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. We're nice. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Lance, Matt, do you guys have any other questions for Kim or anything else you'd like to talk about on the topic? Thanks for coming and yeah, joining us. It's pretty cool to have, you know, some more people hopping on board. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Let us start with topic number two real quick. Um, bike fits. Is it worth the investment? And would you ever DIY this? Is this a good idea? Um, I've definitely DIY'd. Oh. DIY'd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's run around the table. Who here um, has had a bike fit? And what's your experience been, Lance? I'll, I'll start with you. I have never had a formal bike fit, yeah. ever. Ever? Yeah, no. And so what's, what's your general rule of thumb when, in determining like tweaks that you want to make to the bike? Um, it, 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 after I go out and ride, am I hurting somewhere that I don't think I should be hurting? Okay. I, and, and I'm probably missing out on something yeah. Either power or comfort, but I just have never done a bike fit. And I don't, not that I'm not against it, absolutely not. But yeah. I guess I've always just kind of Figured tweaked yeah. things a little bit. Um, I have general measurements that mm -hmm. I have taken because I have a lot of bikes. But <laughs> um, I have general measurements that I try yeah. to, you know, 
you know, share across all my different bikes so that I'm, you know, at least somewhat comfortable, but, but I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How about you, Kim? Have you ever had a formal bike fit? I have not. I've been meaning to actually, just because I figure, well, I spend so much time on my bike. Right. I should probably dial it in, but I'm kind of with Lance. I mean, when I'm on the trainer, I will take video of myself and okay. kind of make adjustments. If I look like, Oh, my hips are swaying too much or my, yeah. I'm reaching or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't really have any pain or discomfort generally, unless I'm just doing a massive week or something. So gotcha. I've just never really felt the need to. Yeah. How about you, Matt, on the, the, the oh, tri bike and yeah. your road bike and your so, cross bike? I mean, you right. fit to any of those. Um, yes and yes. Uh, so I've had two bike fits in my career and I've had, uh, a lot of do it yourself experience, um, with like camera and all that stuff, like where with taking measurements and things like that and actually looking at angles and things like that. I, I mean, this is because it's a dorky thing to do. I'm like super all over it. Right. Because that's just, you know, my <laughs> style. Uh, but I think, um, what I found really nice was being new to triathlon and like taking on that Ironman distance. Like when I first did my first Ironman, I was like, well, let me do a bike fit with, and then, and then purchase a bike after the bike fit. And, um, and you're still new enough to cycling that you don't have that, like this feels wrong or this feels right. Right. So, um, I mean, I guess I'd been biking for like a couple years, but just not a lot. Like, so I was pretty new to the sport and I think, I think that helped a lot. I think that actually might've been the difference between like finishing an Ironman and not finishing an Ironman, right? Like, so you need to be able to get in a position that you can hold for a long period of time. Uh, so I do think, especially if you're somewhat new to the sport or you're, you're trying a longer distance or something like that, it, it may be worth people's time to go see like a professional and get like a, a good bike fit. Um, the other time that I had a bike fit, it was like one of those situations where I was purchasing a road bike and it was like, you'd purchase a road bike, you get half off of a bike fit. So it was kind of like, Oh, I'll do that. You know? Um, and they didn't make a lot of adjustments. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, I've, you know, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is about right. And then they made like maybe very small adjustments and then we're good to go. So, um, I think the more time you've been on the bike, the more you'll feel if it feels off, um, but then, you know, as a, as a true tri dork, I think, you know, when you're looking at position and things like that, that you're really looking at like saving a significant amount of time. If you can make your, your body more aero on the bike, like you're the biggest part of aerodynamics on the bike. So if you can get, you know, your elbows in and your shoulders to sit a certain way and, you know, you can get your back flatter and things like that, that's all going to make a difference, you know, over a 110 mile ride um, in the aero bars. So I definitely, I definitely tweak it basically every year and I'll make adjustments and things like that. And then once I get it sort of settled in, usually in the spring or winter, I try to train that position, um, so that, you know, it's, it's not too awkward when yeah. I'm on race day in the summertime. So, uh, and I think a lot of triathletes do that too, where they'll adjust position in the winter and then ride it so that they're comfortable with it and they're used to it. But you kind of want to, you kind of want to dial in that fit. So there's, so some of both, right? Like, yeah. Um, and I'm probably not in the market for another bike fit unless I was going to go like, I don't know, all in and see like some, some big wig. There's, there's a guy that I would love to see in like Boulder and see, have him change some stuff, but I'm not going to Boulder anytime soon. Sure. So, yeah. So yeah. when you did your bike fit, what mm -hmm. kind of tools did they use or were they using some sort of a, a measurement system or were they using just like your standard goineometer and yep. um, plum drop? Yeah, exactly. So they're measuring just, they went through and did, um, flexibility analysis type stuff, which uh -huh. I'm not super flexible. And, uh, then just measured angles. And, um, this was on a 
my first time trial bike ever. And so it was like making some adjustments with that as well. So it was a good experience. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I think it was definitely worth it when I was new to the sport. Yeah. So I would have to agree with that, especially on a triathlon bike or a TT bike. I think right. that there's a lot more that goes into that, making that position correct and functional. And it's one of those things that constantly needs to be refined yeah. over the course of time as you find greater flexibility, as you find greater strength and get more acclimated to the position that you have to be in. And also, if it, I, I think it depends on the race that you're doing. Like if you're doing an Ironman race, you know, I can put my aero bars at a certain position. And if I'm, and I, I basically set up where it's like if my A race at the end of the season is an Ironman, I set my bars a certain way and I train and I do everything that way but if my a race is an olympic distance i try to go more aggressive because right. um, you're only looking at holding that position for less than an hour yeah. so uh, you can be a little more uncomfortable if it's faster yep. whereas an ironman you don't want to really play with that so do you ever find that you jeopardize or compromise your safety on the bike in terms of like how comfortable you are with handling the bike based on the way that the fit is if you're getting like really aggressive are you losing a lot of control of the bike i think it's really when you just drop into the arrow bars, you're yep. losing, you're losing tons of control and you're losing, um, a lot of maneuverability. Like yeah. if you start to see things in the road and things like that. Um, so I, I don't think for me, I feel like you're, you know, you have to be able to look up, like there's no position, like granted the fastest arrow position is your head's down you're looking down and things like that. Um, that's not really realistic. I feel like you need to be able to look up for any race, for any situation, any riding situation. So, um, so that's, that's not realistic, but so everything after that is a little uncomfortable and a little less maneuverable. Um, but I feel like if you're adjusting, you know, let's say you're adjusting a whole inch or something like that in your aero bar height, uh, it's not going to make too much of a difference in safety. Yeah. Um, just comfort. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Lance real quick for you, like do you, when you, start making your micro adjustments what's a, a big driving factor for you want to do is it like the the comfort level that you have on the bike or is it more geared on what you're seeing from your your power meter yeah or? it's more geared for power especially for short stuff yeah. you know stuff that's only two or three hours then it's it's all about what i think my power numbers can be or how i feel more powerful yeah. mm -hmm. um stuff over five hours i you know that's where you know i get hot spots on my my right foot and on my toe and i know that there's something off but i i don't even know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's the cleat or if it's the angle or if it's the wedge it's, or if it's, it's the position yeah it's very hard to find yeah. a bike fit that's gonna <laughs> yeah. that you're gonna feel comfortable I mean, after five hours right just a, a long yeah, time on the that bike could just come from like the shoe too just the yeah. sole alone i know that i was having some major hot spot problems with my feet and then i used a, uh, a product called cycle soles when i was racing with an old team they were a sponsor of ours and I swear by those things. They are like worth their weight in gold. And I still to this day am like praying that they don't break or wear out because I take them out of each one of my shoes and put them in all the different ones. Like if I'm on the mountain bike, they go in those shoes. If I'm on the cross bike, they go in those shoes. And the road bike, they go in those shoes as well. So that's another big thing too. I'm a, I need new shoes anyway because after the ride on Saturday, my buckle exploded for some reason. Oh, so no. <laughs> Maybe I'll get you in on the order when I get a new pair of shoes too because they used a, a set of scissors and just hacked mine off to get them off my feet. They couldn't figure out how to work the boa system on them. So I'm like, That's they just cut them off. Yeah, $400 pair of CD shoes right out the window. Thanks, like, hey, guys. Hey, look at this boa system. Yeah. Never seen that before. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Chop it. Cut it off. Yeah, so they're, they're shelved with my helmet that's smashed into a pancake now. Oh gosh. Um, for, um, bike fits though, uh, what do you think the biggest hangup is for folks? Why wouldn't they go get a time? Is it the time? Is it the cost? Is it's, it both? Yeah. Probably it's, both. I yeah. think it's more 
time, yeah. you know. Oh, I got my seat mostly adjusted to the right yeah. spot. That's yeah. the biggest deal, yeah. you know. So yeah, but bike. I mean, if you think about it, someone's gonna spend a, you know at least an hour with you. You're talking like over a hundred dollars for a bike fit. Yeah, and it's like you think, okay, that's a hundred bucks. You know, I just spent all this money on this new bike. I don't know. Right. Like, I, it seems. Kind of falls it's it's hard because and then it's hard to quantify the benefits to it. Whereas yeah. like oh you you buy a hundred dollar aero helmet and you can see like five minutes of speed gain. Like you can see you can right. quantify that. Yeah. So I feel like bike fits are hard to quantify, yeah. especially if you're not really having that many issues in the first place. It's yeah. like well do I really need one? Because that's yeah. kind of how I feel. Mm -hmm. so, so what if somebody did a bike fit for you, Kim, and all of a sudden, well they told you like I can increase your, your FTP watts by 20 watts. Is that worth it to you? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. But and, when you think about that in the grand scheme of things, that's a less than 10. Well, I'm sorry. Well, your FTP is probably about 10%, 10, 5, 10% of, you know, that would be an increase of 5 to 10%. That That's worth it to you. I but, think so. But I did, uh, as soon as you can quantify it, yeah. Yeah. then you can make the decision of like, yeah, Whether it's worth it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if, if someone's increasing watts, then it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be huge. I'd be willing to drop 100 bucks for would you say 20 watts that's a lot sure yeah. that's a decent gain i think i mean we spend a fair amount of money on those kinds of watts from things like wheels or mm -hmm. oh yeah you know aero suits yeah all kinds of stuff yeah. that, that will help so that would be uh i think in, in my opinion worth it as well now have you guys done any diy stuff with your fit what, what's the it sounds like you guys have said here that you use like a, a little video video camera that yeah. you'll set up yeah. and videotape yourself yeah I just reach for my phone and see like what the name of the app is. There's some apps that are cool because you can basically like set your phone on a tripod and basically measure out your, your angles and things like that. So you can get a lot of bike measurements just by like using your smartphone. Yep. Um, if I could find the app, I could recommend it. <laughs> Jake, do you know which one? <laughs> I think there's one called uh, Coach's Eye. Is that oh, it? Oh, yeah. So my friends actually make that app. They're from Michigan, a company in Michigan that's really cool. Um, called TechSmith and they uh they make that app um and that one is more I mean they do have angles that you can set up so you can record video and then you can yeah. put down angles and things like that but they they made that thinking like all kinds of different stuff baseball and yeah. different stuff yeah, like yeah. that so um and golf I think yeah. that was like one of their kind of things that they were thinking of there was another one that was more bike specific so yeah. you like drag out the wheels like the circle for the wheels and you can get bike measurements let me look it up yeah but yeah I've seen that app before as well and you can actually start to get some angles and whatnot and I'm like oh I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get this and I looked at it and it was like 30 bucks I'm like nah it's not worth it I mean, <laughs> but, grand scheme of things 30 bucks isn't that much but I don't know why I was being cheap so I, have, <laughs> I said no I have bike fast fit and bike cal I don't know which one I don't know yeah, what's was, what it might have been one of those guys so yeah um but yeah, I, I think that that's a good thing, but it's, it's not a problem though. I mean, you can definitely do research and there's a lot of cool stuff on the interwebs. You can hop onto uh, YouTube and you can watch yourself some videos on uh, proper bike fits, get with a friend. And it's one of those things where you can get on a trainer, you can get yourself in a nice stable position and just start doing your warm up ride. And then you guys can start playing with it. It's um, one of those things that you can go get yourself a goingometer. You probably spend three, four, five bucks on one What's of those guys. What's a goingometer? So basically, that helps measure joint angles. So you can follow like the. So if we're gonna look at the the knee, you would find the the bony process on the side, which would be the the fulcrum or the the axis point, and then you can take a look at the lower leg um, bone and then your thigh bone, which would be your femur and whatnot, and then you basically line up the goniometer with all of those things. So the the axis point of the goniometer would go over the the knee where you axis where you rotate, and uh, then okay. and then you can you know basically look at all of the the full extensions. You can look at um, you know what your angle is, and then you want to find um, basically you know where you're at. 
You, and there's certain angles too, right? Like that knee angle, you don't want it to be a hundred, you don't want it to be straight, right? Like, so there's correct. Yeah. You need so, to have a slight bend in there. Yeah. So usually it's, what do um, they say like 30% or something? It's like that? yeah. 30 is it's, that's about dead center. Um, a little bit more aggressive might be like a 25, 26, 27, 28. Right. Uh, usually when I've worked with people, I try and get them in that 28 to 30, depending upon what kind of a cyclist yep. they are. And then you, know, you want to find, you know, the appropriate angles at the hip, you want to find the appropriate angles at the shoulders and the wrists and, and really just help the people get right. into a super comfortable position and then um over the course of time depending upon what kind of sport they're doing i mean if, if someone's just going out and they're touring on the weekends then that's gonna be a little bit different fit than if i'm gonna have lance come right. in and sit down and we want to get him into more of an, an, an aggressive position so that you can be more aerodynamic yeah. and, and you're gonna you know try and cheat the win and, and utilize those spots that your legs are able to put out you, you know what's the intimidating thing about bike fit for me is is the stem what if I find out that my stem is totally the wrong height and the wrong length? And then how do you find the right length and how do you find the right height? And then I got to rebuild the whole stem right. and put it all, you know, back together. That's, that's the intimidating thing for me where I was like, oh, well, this just feels well, do you feel like you're enough. Do you feel like you're stretching or? No, not really. You don't feel like it's too short or anything? And I haven't really even checked. I, I probably have different stem lengths on all yeah. my different bikes. Well, it probably yeah. comes down to and, too, like what kind of riding you want to do. If you're doing like crits or things like that, then you yeah, right. get a longer stem and slam it and yeah. then you're laid out a little bit more. But if you're not, then... There's well, really no point. Right. And then all your frames are slightly different sizes, even yeah. though they might all be 56s, they're all going to be slightly different. So you can adjust that stem and probably get your shoulders, Addition. things like That's that. That's the thing. I just, I guess I've not. But I bet you're okay because you're doing a lot of it by feel. Yeah. I, I would be, yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about the stem yeah. piece. It's, it's kind of not terribly difficult to quantify whether or not you need something shorter or longer just based on looking at your elbow angles and your shoulder angles and then looking at your hip angle as well. And if all of those things are getting too compact and then we know that your stem's probably a little bit too short sure. and we want to elongate you out a little bit and all of a sudden all those angles open up just a touch and it's going to get you a little bit lower as well and, and to change the stack heights and play with those things i mean for me that's all kind of fun stuff like if i can get yeah. you in a more aerodynamic position and you're able to utilize those same watts you're going to go faster it's just basic math you know go watch a fast friday yeah. matt's going to do a video on this i'm sure at some point yeah. in time free speed friday free speed friday <laughs> and uh he'll do a video and he'll he'll prove to you that that's the that's the business right there that's yeah that's where it's actually interesting because you know you spend thousand you know thousands of dollars on this aero bike or whatever and it's the person on the bike that's yeah. you know taking up the right 70 percent of, of the drag if yeah. i'm not mistaken is yep. your your body and if you put yourself in the wrong position then all of a sudden it's going to go from 70 to maybe 75 percent of the drag yeah. and it's going to slow you down yeah. a little bit so i think it's uh i think it's worth the money but it, i don't necessarily always think that you have to go spend gobs and gobs of money because i mean i've heard of bike fits costing people three four five hundred bucks you know right. and they've got to go back multiple times and it's uh, a big time commitment Usually, if they're doing a fit right, you're looking at at least two hours of time. Yeah. And then a lot of times, you've got to come back again for yep. touch-ups. And you've yep. got to come back in for making, because like, you're going to get acclimated to that position. But that, that position is not the end-all, be-all. you got to get even lower. So we got to make some more tweaks and adjustments uh, that, yeah. that could take even more time. Yeah, and a lot of times when you do this bike fit, you know, you, you do this and they'll change the stem, they'll change this or whatever, and you you got to pay for all that. So, right, right. Like, yeah. It's a bit of an investment. Yeah, yeah sure. it's tough. Oh, so if you can increase your speed, 
If you can decrease the chance of injury, yep. you can increase your comfort, um, and you're just all around just having more fun on your bike, then it, it's definitely worth, it. worth it. But you don't always necessarily need to go see somebody. So partner yeah. up with somebody that maybe knows something or talk to friends and who've had fits before and maybe take a look at some people on their bike to look like I they're doing like pretty it's well. tough too, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation about how bike fits should go out there. Like I, I, I would love to do a video on this, right? And, yeah. But it's, I just feel like there's not... There's not like this needs to be this angle and this needs to be this yeah. angle. Like it's, there's no answer. It should not be a cookie cutter process. Right. Every oh, there's four of us sitting here right now. Our fits are all going to be quite different because yeah. we're going to have different things going on. I mean, for me, I mean, I've got six inch rods in my back from when I broke my back when right. I was 14 years old. That's something that that, that comes into play. And yeah. you know, you know, Kim might be infinitely more flexible than I am. So you know, that's something that comes into Absolutely. play. So yeah. I would like to say, like, where's the, if you could get a starting place, right? Yeah. Where it's like do this number, no, do this angle and do this angle and do this angle and then start adjusting to feel like, yeah. I feel like that would be something cool to learn about. So yeah, there's, there's something there for sure. I just, uh, we got to figure it out. So <laughs> all right. There. Anything else on, on fits guys? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Nope. Wow. <laughs> that was titillating. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Let's jump into one last thing. And I'm going to have Lance start us off with his one last thing for this week. Um, excited for short track racing tonight. Yes. So I'm hoping to see Jake out there taking some pictures maybe. Yes. And, I'll be uh, out there in my little rocking chair. I've got a camping rocking chair that I got for Father's oh, Day. It's so yeah. cool. I'll be sitting in that watching you guys race. <laughs> it's uh, fun stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And then I'm um, I'm actually headed to uh, Idaho, to Sun Valley, Idaho, for the rest of the week. So Sweet. that's the plan. I was supposed to leave earlier, but I didn't want to miss the short track race. You got to get yeah. your points, man. You're so, in contention. So, oh, in the podcast, you want to miss the podcast. <laughs> that's right. And I didn't want to there miss the go. podcast. That's go. right. <laughs> Very cool. Again, <laughs> um, Kim, one last thing. I am um, starting to gear up for cross, so I'm really getting excited for that. I've been um, getting the cross bike out a little bit yeah, lately, yeah. so that's been really fun. I took it out to Lacamas Lake one of, a week or two ago and yeah. um, ran straight into a tree, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, this is not quite the same as road, but yeah, no, it, um, it's fun and pretty excited for that. Kind of mix it up a little bit. Good. Yeah. I can't wait to watch you race again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, I remember the the first race of last season, which was David Douglas, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Oh, How many times did you lap the field? I, <laughs> only once. Was it just yeah. once? I, I could have swore somebody said that she might have lapped him twice. but I might have. I don't remember. Kim is fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. Matt, one last thing, buddy. Yeah, um, I've said this a couple times, but I definitely want to thank all the people that are subscribing and listening and commenting and things like that. It's a, I mean, we get like amazing feedback and it's just like, it's dumbfounding. I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. And it, I really do appreciate the the folks that are checking it out. Um, mention it to your friends if you can, so that we can get some more people listening. It's just, it's, it's pretty cool uh, community. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to do is, in a, <laughs> is try to get like a questions and answers kind of bit going. Yeah. So it's a segment that I would love to do. And, and so what we would need is for people to, you know, just either give topic suggestions or questions that you know they want to kind of have us discuss because i would love to see us kind of round table That'd some stuff that would be fun yeah yeah, yeah. listen so. to the folks so yeah i've been showing up on at races or group rides and and people say oh lance romance oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sorry it has caught it's, on it's, it's stuck with you <laughs> it's <now. stuck. laughs> so good uh, <laughs> on that same note too yeah. it, it still blows my mind we're on podcast number 16 and yeah. we're just this little dog and pony show just having fun 
shooting it, the, you know, shooting the you know what. <laughs> and we've had over thirty two thousand listens. I know that there are other people out there that get millions, but for us, that that's huge. It's, yeah. and it's really cool. Yeah. We've been listened to in in seven different countries. I'm like that. That really blows my mind. So, um, a bunch of people just jumped on from Australia. If you're listening to us in Australia, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come on up to the Pacific it's Northwest cool. one of these days, and, and we will join totally us for a ride. Up a ride. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, and then if you do enjoy us, you know, go in there and, and say something nice about us on uh, on on pod, or, well any of your podcast forums. But um, you know, iTunes seems to be the most popular, which um, I think it, gosh, it, it constitutes over ninety percent of our listeners. Oh, so, um, if you can go in there and say something nice and give us a review and give us some some stars, that would be if, awesome. If they want to email us or something like that, yes, uh, info at dialedpodcast and dot um, com. And you can also directly email each one of us with our first name. So Jake, Matt, Evan, Lance, um, Kim, sorry, we don't have one for you. <laughs> um, if we have you on a few more times, we'll get you an account. But uh, if you guys can shoot us an email too, that'd be cool. And, nice. And then on Facebook as well, you can follow the Dial Podcast on Facebook and shoot us uh, some messages on there or you know, post a comment or anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. That would be awesome. So Glorious. <laughs> people are gonna hate us for this <laughs> um kim you kind of hit on the same note that i did and it's coming cross is coming cross and is coming i am so sad that i have to miss this season but um i did want to throw it out there because cross is coming that it's time to start your training programs for cross and it's time to start getting some of those uh you know in in race skills um you know sharpened up if you will and then we have our um dial cycling team our cross camp cross practice what have you um it's still tbd whether or not it's gonna be on tuesday or wednesday but we're gonna have those and anybody here that is in the um portland or portland greater portland area if you want to come out and join us um we'll be having that at a couple different it's not like you have to be on the team or anything like that no we awesome we invite everybody to come out we had a couple of practices where we had gosh 20 maybe 30 people out there 20 or 30 people yeah and they're an awesome workout so it was it was pretty fun good um come on out and join us oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay well that is a wrap you guys i really appreciate it lance um thank you for coming back and, and you know have have fun racing tonight i'm gonna look forward to racing you and, and safe travels out to idaho thank you i'm yeah. gonna bring the heat yeah <laughs> kim thank you so much for coming in i really appreciate you coming in here and if it's okay with you maybe we'll have you again as soon in the in the future um i know that we tore you away from work today so even if it's over skype or something like that we'd love to have you back if you're okay with that yeah absolutely this was a blast i thank you for having me (laughs) and we'll keep working hard to uh, get more women out there racing with you on the team and then just in general so i think that would be yeah definitely matt and matt (laughs) Matt. i would say thanks it was a pleasure but uh, it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming back man my pleasure Thank you for putting down all that coding stuff to come in here and shoot the breeze with us. It's always fun to have you in here. So definitely good times. All right, guys, have a good week. And thank you for listening. Bye for now.